Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to dive into our Round 23, our full preview. A cracking weekend of footy. Bit of a disappointing one for me. My classic team went to shit. Uh, my draft team lost, so I'm out of that competition. But we'll touch on that later. But let's dive into the first game of the week. And on Thursday night, we saw the red-hot Melbourne Storm taking on the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, this one, I expected the Melbourne Storm to run right over them. But last time they played, it was a really close game. And it was a great game to watch as well. I thought it was unreal the last time they played. Came down to the last sort of play where the Titans, they had an opportunity to win this game against the Melbourne Storm. And uh, blew it on the last play. Now, they took a lot of confidence out of that, obviously. And, uh, geez, they hit the ground running here. The Gold Coast Titans, they led, I think, 10-0 after 10 minutes. They were on fire early. Uh, Jaden Campbell, what a talent. This kid, he is just so impressive. I saw Kempe post something yesterday about uh, teams should be targeting him. I, 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 I haven't listened to the context of that, but Jeez, every single team in this competition should be looking at Jaden Campbell because there's not enough teams in this competition with the Premier fullbacks. And this kid, he's got the potential to be a Premier fullback. And the Titans, they are so stacked in the halves and at fullback with, you know, Sexton, Fogarty, AJ Brimson. If you can get your hands on a Jaden Campbell, this could be anything. I thought he was really impressive in this game. I thought the Titans started really well, uh, though they look great. They obviously put points on the scoreboard. And Melbourne looked a little bit rattled, to be honest with you. Um, and then all of a sudden... Melbourne, they just clicked into gear. And this is what I've been saying for a few weeks. They look to me to be a team that's just waiting for, for September footy. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see them fall behind um, again this season before the final start because they're just waiting. They've got two weeks to go until they're ready to go. Uh, realistically, I think they've wrapped up the minor premiership now. They're on 42 points. So they they would need one more win to lock that up realistically. Uh, but their differential is unreal. So the Panthers would have to win their next two uh, and the Melbourne Storm not win another game, which I think is extremely unlikely. So I think that does wrap up the minor premiership for them. The big moment for me in this one, I thought Harry Grant was unreal. He played some incredible footy. But Munster... And this is the scary thing, that when they were behind in this game, Munster really took it upon himself to get them back into it. And we've, we've sort of seen Munster in a bit of a cruise control mode so far this year. But in this game, you saw the old Cameron Munster, the guy that we know and love, the guy that being a New South Wales fan, I hated in November last year and during the State of Origin because he's just got that ability to turn any game of football on its head in an instant. And he showed that ability the other night, scoring a good try, laying on a few others. They are going to be a scary prospect moving forward. I thought Ryan Pappenhausen obviously kicked five goals. Uh, I, I think he's heading in the right direction. I think he is finding his confidence week by week. And I think that the next two weeks will be really big for Pappy. And I think that you can see him playing some really good footy once again in the finals. I 
I think he's tapering for it really well and just getting himself back into the contest. Obviously doing this with a heap of guys out. I mean, Brandon Smith, uh, Jerome Hughes, Tui Kamakamika, Nelson, like they, they are missing some serious cattle out of this team. And to come back down from 10-0 or whatever it was, a really good effort. Um, you don't see many teams come back in this competition anymore. They, they were down 16-12 at half time, So it, it was right up there, you know, a, a real contest. They, they won the second half, what, 22-4 to or something. So uh, it's hard to turn momentum in the modern game, but the really good teams, they're able to do it. The Melbourne Storm, they are definitely one of those, if not the one, in my opinion. Now let's have a look at the Supercoach scores. For the Gold Coast Titans, relevant guys, Greg Marshew, 73, Jaden Campbell, 64. The Peach, 63. Fogarty, 54. Big Tino, 46. Boforma, 40. Uh, Brian Kelly, 39. David Fafita, 31. I tell you what, if you are someone that went really heavy on David Fafita in your draft competition, that has come back to really kick you in the dick there. And uh, got to say, I don't feel overly sorry for you. We did sort of say this in the preseason. I remember talking to the rubdown about this. And yes, he's got incredible highs, but if the matchup isn't good, you can be in Barney Rubble very quickly. And yeah, very disappointing performance from David Fafita for me. They really needed him to stand up there. For the Melbourne Storm, Fox, 136. Cam Munster, 111. Ryan Pappenhausen, 101. Good to see him toning up once again. Harry Grant, 97. Marion Seve, 57. Christian Welsh, 51. Nico Hines, 51. Remus Smith, 41. Uh, Felice Cafusi, 34. George Jennings, 11. That's all the relevant guys from that game. Thursday afternoon, 6 p.m., we saw the Tom Travojevic list. That should be a word in the dictionary just quietly. Tom Travojevic list. Manly Seagulls taking on the Canberra Raiders. And very similar game here. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, who have been playing good footy recently, they just haven't been getting fucking wins. It's hard to watch. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, they came out firing. Uh, they led, I think, 10-0 again in this game after about 30 minutes, looking really good. And then the Manly Seagulls started kicking to gear. And this is another situation where I say it is hard to turn momentum in the modern game. Um, and the Manly Seagulls, another quality team without Tom Travojevic. I mean, when you have a look at the first five weeks of the season and how they played and then just say now that they're taking on the Canberra Raiders who are up 10-0, and they're fighting their way back into it. I, I think it's a, it's an incredibly impressive knock from the Manly Seagulls, who are just looking more and more dangerous. I I, I posted the other day that I, I think the Manly Seagulls are probably a better side than South Sydney. I copped a heap of pushback, but I've got to tell you, I don't understand why. I mean, this Manly team, they are playing unreal footy at the moment, and they've got the best player in the game who didn't play the other night. They came back from 10-0 down to win that game. I, I think they're very impressive. they got strike all across the park. they got a heap of young guys that are, wouldn't be on much coin that are playing so far above their weight and their pay packet. This Manly team's going to be a real problem. I, I think they are going to play the Melbourne Storm in the grand final this year. Uh, I originally had the Canberra Raiders in the Melbourne Storm. I'm going to go the Manly Seagulls and the Melbourne Storm. The further this competition goes on, I just think they are looking lethal. The halves, they're looking so good. The the hooker, as much as he's probably not a top 12 hooker in the game, Lachlan Croker, he's just not overplaying his hand. He's just doing his job, and that's all you need to do in this team. He makes his tackles, he gets his balls off the deck, and he delivers them. That's all that you need from him. He's probably the weak point, and I don't think think he's really a weakness to be perfectly honest with you when you consider how they play how they just swing from side to side he must be a fit faster though good god they're moving that ball around but yeah I think Manly they played really well in this they came back into this contest which you're not seeing many teams do very impressive DCE 78th minute field goal to win it for his side he's just got ice in his veins DCE he's been able to do this for a very long time 
Ah, uh, yeah, he's he's having a really good season, DC. Obviously, before Tom Trevojevic came back, he he looked busted. Uh, but since then, he's ju- he just gained so much confidence at Turbo, even just being around this squad. Um, so yeah, well under DC, he's having a great season. I, I think he's having a very underrated season, to be honest with you. Let's have a look at the SuperCoach scores from this game. No huge outliers here. Canberra Raiders top scorer Harley Smith Shields ninety two, Matty Tomoko ninety. Jeez, I love these two, Tomoko and Smith Shields. They are just lethal. Hudson Young, 64. Bailey Simonson, 63. Ryan Sutton, 61. Joey Tapanay, 60. Elliot Whitehead, 53. Papali, 49. Joshy Hodgson, 48. Jackie Whiten, 45. Chans, 41. Rapana, 37. Emre Gula, 34. It's all your relevant guys for the Canberra Raiders. For the Manly Seagulls, DCE top scored here, 84. Alakawatu, 77. Moses Suli, 72. How good was Moses Suli? He's got to be in first grade. He's just too damaging not to be in first grade. If he's not going to stay at the Manly Seagulls, we're hearing that the Dragons might have signed him. That'd be a massive signing. He's he's a really talented little player, Moses Sully. Jake Trevojevic, 62. Morgan Harper, 62. Dill Walker, 61. LIA, 57. Schuster, 52. Ruben Garrick, 50. Kieran Foran, 44. Uh, Sirenen is 28 with a try. Jason Saab, just 20 points there. We know the equation for Jason Saab when Tom Trevojevic is in there, so no real shock there for you guys. Let's move to the late game on Friday night. The Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a game that I was really looking forward to, a real battle of the halves here, which was super exciting to see. And it looked like it was going to be all South Sydney up. 10-0 after, what, 20-odd minutes. Dane Gagai scored the first try. Then Cody Walker put Latrell Mitchell over, and it looked like South Sydney... They were just chiming away, and then just so disappointing. It, uh, that that ten minutes before half time is just so crucial. And South Sydney, being the team they are, they do concede points in little bundles where they just fall asleep. And this was another one. Nathan Cleary scored in the thirtieth minute. Uh, Stephen Crichton then scored in the thirty ninth. That is an absolute coach killer. All of a sudden, you go from ten nil heading into half time to ten all. Uh, heartbreaking stuff there. Uh, sorry. Tr- 12-10 it was to the South Sydney Rabbitohs at halftime. They did kick a penalty goal early. But that's that's just who South Sydney are. And from that moment on, they didn't score again. They scored in the 21st minute to lead 12-0 and didn't score again. I mean, you look at this high-octane team that they can just score points left, right, and centre. And, you know, this is, this is part of the reason why I've sort of got Manly on top of them. I, I think on their day, Manly will beat this side. They're a good defensive side. They don't bend over and cop whatever you're going to give to them, which is what South Sydney's been doing for the last... 10 or 12 weeks. Now, there is going to be a lot of emotion for South Sydney at the back end. I've said that all season, and that's definitely going to play a role, which is exciting to see the role that it does play. But, you know, I had a lot of people message me say, how can you take Manly? South Sydney won 10, 11 in a row, whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, okay, but look at that 10 and 11. They have, I mean, outside of Parramatta, who are probably, you know, one of the worst top eight sides, they haven't beaten a top eight side. Yeah, and outside of those, the only reason why those those um, runs haven't been extended is because they've had to play the Penrith Panthers or the Melbourne Storm, who they haven't beaten on either occasion. Uh, so for, for me, I don't hold South Sydney as high as a lot of other people, uh, but I still think they're probably the fourth best side in this competition. But I've got Manly slightly above them. The Penrith Panthers, they're looking like they're starting to get back into their transitions here again, which is really exciting to see. Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo working together. It's such a dangerous combo. A lot of people bagging Jerome Luai. Um, I just don't think it was a game where, you know, got, as a half, I, I think we get too stuck into the stats of it. Like, if, you, if you're if you a half or a 5'8 and you don't have a try assist in the game, it doesn't mean you played poorly. 
Quite often it means that you played your role. If your team wins and you don't have a tri it means that you played your role. Just because you read the stats and a guy doesn't have two tri a line break and blah, 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 it doesn't mean they played shit. That's not the way that rugby league works. It's a very it's a very um, couch opinion, you know. You, you've got to actually look at Jerome Luai. He is easing back into his game. Him and Nathan Cleary are getting used to each other once again. Mate, Jerome Luai, if you have a look at the few weeks before Origin, he really wasn't playing unbelievably and during Origin for the Penrith Panthers, but they were winning, so no one had an issue. Yeah, I just... I, I think he cops too much scrutiny at the moment, Jerome Luai, and I think he is going to play well come finals time. I think this is another team that they're just waiting for finals footy to kick off. Um, for me in this one as well, I, I just think Penrith, they the, the way that they fought their way back into that, and I've said the same thing about Manless, the same thing about Melbourne, to turn momentum in this game is really hard. To turn momentum on the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, when their attack is is going, they are just lighting it up. Uh, I thought the Penrith Panthers, they played smart. I tell you, I've got to feel sorry for Josh Mansour. His season is now over, and you've got to remember, you know, 10-odd weeks ago, everything was going well for Mansour. He'd, he'd gone back to his old club. He'd left the Penrith Panthers after years, arrived back at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, did his preseason all going well, comes up against the Penrith Panthers, has an absolute shocker, gets dropped off the back of that, only comes back a couple of weeks ago, and now plays the Penrith Panthers again, and you know, he's injured, he's out for the season, but I think it's probably saved him from being dropped anyway, to be perfectly honest with you, because they just peppered him. I feel sorry for Joshy Mansour. It's been a pretty shit narrative for him this year. Uh, but, you know, the, I, I thought South Sydney, they just made too many errors in this game. There was too many kicks that hit the ground. There was just, there was three or four high tackles in the last 20 minutes that were just unnecessary, just silly stuff. And then you, you obviously had the uh, the downtown penalty, which... I know people get upset by, but I mean, it has been a rule. <laughs> I mean, just because it's not called often. And I think people, you know, I I, I, I was talking to a mate that was a, uh, a South Sydney fan. So obviously he's he's very biased, but he, you know, he blew up straight away and told me that's not a rule. The ref made it up. It's like, fucking what? The downtown penalty has always been a rule. It's just that most of the time when guys do it, the ref's called downtown, downtown. The players know who they are. So they jog down slowly and they then they get into the line for the tackle after that. It, this isn't a one in a million things that refs never call. It's because the players know it and they know not to do it. The thing that happened here was that it was unlucky that the ball came out and, and, and he got the ball. And the ball spread from you know that sideline to the other side. Mark Nichols knew what he was doing, in my opinion. Just very unlucky. But that's how rugby league goes. I don't think it was the referee that cost the South Sydney Rabbitohs this game, to be perfectly honest with you. I think the team that was the better team for the full 80 minutes won this game realistically. Let's have a look at the Supercoach stores for this one. Top scorer, Nathan Cleary, 86. Abby Curitao, 71. Momorowski, 62. Isaiah Yo 58. Kickow, 53. Liam Martin, 52. Stephen Crichton, 50. Brent Naden, 49. Matty Burton, 48. Kirk Cable, 37. Matty Eisenhuth, 35. Tavita Pangai Jr., 32. Jerome Luai, 22. Dylan Edwards, 7 with an injury. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Dane Gagai, top scorer, 83. Damien Cook, 80. Cam Murray, 71. Coleman Tungy, 66. Arrow, 65. Latrell Mitchell, 65. Campbell Graham, 53. Cody Walker, 49. Tom Burgess, 40. Reynolds, 35. Mansell, 26. That's all your relevant guys from that game. Let's move to Super Saturday footy, and it kicked off at 3 p.m. with the West Tigers taking on the Cronulla Sharks. A must-win for both teams, and uh, as we know with must-win games, we know how that goes with the West Tigers. Now, they came out and they scored four at first. They started well, scored through Michael Cheekham, all looking okay. Katoa scored in the 10th minute, you know, still well and truly in this contest, uh, and then... 
All of a sudden, by half time, it's uh, 16-14. Uh, Mulatalo scoring two, two tries. Um, a great start for Mulatalo. Unfortunate way for him to end his season, though, obviously with a jaw injury, I believe. Really tough scenes to watch there for Mulatalo, who's had a sensational season this year. He's been through a lot of shit as far as origin and everything goes. It's been tough to watch, but we wish him all the very best and can't wait to see him return next year in this new-look Sharky side. But yeah, look, the Tigers, they showed their underbelly once again. They just can't compete in these big games. And you look at no, there's a there's a 13 minute period in the second half where they explode. Mamalo scores to Tommy Talao scores, to Alagi scores, and you know, it's just not enough. They concede fifty points. How how does a team concede fifty points when their season is on the line? It just makes no sense to me at all. And this Cronulla Shark side, I mean Mate, they're getting held together by sticky tape. There's no Sean Johnson there. They're missing a couple of other guys. I just... So disappointing for the West Tigers and sort of sums up where this club is at. For the Sharks, we spoke about them the other day. I I, I thought all the ball players were sensational. Ty Wilton, Braden Trindle, Matty Moylan, all were great. Uh, Very impressive performance by a lot of these guys. Ty Wilton returned, scored a try. Good to see for him. Will Kennedy, he just keeps on doing his thing. Will Kennedy, he's been so impressive. I, uh, I said the other day that... I'm not sure if right now Will Kennedy isn't a better player um, than Clint Gutherson. I, I, I copped a few messages that blew up deluxe about that, but fuck, tell me I'm wrong. Honestly, I, I you know, I, I, I think people undervalue what Will Kennedy does so much. And yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Kennedy. I think he's going to be the fullback next year. I think he's going to do really well. But yeah, disappointing game for the Tigers. It essentially ends their season. I think I saw Roasty put up a video of how they can make the top eight. And good God, the stars are going to have to align. They're going to need a couple of draws, win a couple of games by 200-odd points or whatever it is. So Tigers missed the finals once again. Um, i got to tell you, no huge shock to me. This is a game they could have won. I tipped them to win this game. I honestly thought that they, they would come out and perform in this game. I thought the Sharks looked really tired the last few weeks. And they just, they're just they just so disappointing to watch the Tigers. It's getting hard. Okay, let's have a look at Supercoach scores for the Tigers. Top try, top point scorer and try scorer, Michael Cheekham, 95. Luciano Lelua, 66. Mozambai, 66. Tommy Talao, 56. 12, 54. Working his ass off, as always. Jake Simpkins, 51. Big Stefano, 50. Brooksy, 43. Sean Bloor, 38. Dwayne, 34. Nofaluma, 30. Let's have a look at the Cronulla Sharks. Braden Trindle top scored there. Four try assists and 130 supercoach points. A great knock. Mulatalo, 112. Katoa, 101. Luke Metcalf, 95. Will Kennedy, 87. Jesse Ramian, 57. Tyg Wilton, 55 with a try. Jack Williams, 51. Toby Rudolph, 49. Matty Moylan, 48. Aaron Woods, 40. Blake Braley, 39. Britton Akora, 37. Sifatalakai, disappointing, 27 there. And Connor Tracy with a 34. Let's move to the second game of Super Saturday. Kicked off at 5.30 between the Newcastle Knights and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, yeah, look, Newcastle won this game, but I wouldn't say they were impressed. I wouldn't say they were impressive in any way, shape, or form, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, they scored the first try in the ninth minute through Jacob Saifidi off a kick that should have gone dead. It was a miracle they scored off that, and thank God your, your front row was there to score, but that was an absolute lottery. Um, you can't tell me that any team means to overkick a ball like that to give away seven tackles. So they, they, they had a lot of luck from the very start, and, I mean, they led 10-0 at halftime. That was a game that you should run away with, realistically, against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Canterbury fought their way back into it. 16 points they scored in the second half. Uh, Newcastle Knights only scored six. So uh, very disappointing for the Newcastle Knights. Yes, it's a win. It'll get them into finals. That's all hunky-dory. But 
you're playing the team coming dead last, who was missing Jake Avrilo, who's one of their only sparks week in, week out. And this is with Mitch Pierce. This is with Kalen Ponga. Yes, you're missing Daniel Saifidi. I get that. That's a loss. But, my God, Jacob played bloody well, and David Clemmer comes in. Like, you've got some handy recruits to come in for those guys. Missing Tyson Rizal as well, I understand. But you've got strike all over the park in this night side, and I, I think they should have performed better than what they did. It's really not moving the needle for me as far as this team goes. I don't think anyone legitimately thinks the Knights can win this premiership this year. I don't think they are true contenders, and I think that um, the game on Saturday just sort of reinforced that realistically. Let's have a look at Supercoach scores for the Newcastle Knights. Jake Clifford, how, how, how impressive has he been since he's come down to Newcastle? I've been so impressed with him. 98 points. Connor Watson, another impressive gig there. 95. Mitch Barnett, 71. David Clemmer, 68. Heimel Hunt, 64. Mitch Pierce, 63. Jacob Saifiji, 60. Bradman Best, 49. Jake Braden Braley, 47. Kalen Ponga, a disappointing 43 by his standards. Tuala, 42. That's all your relevant guys from the Newcastle Knights. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, Ryan James scored a try. Absolutely fisted me in my draft competition too. 82 points. Beyond Iodo, 63 off the pine. Luke Thompson, 57. Ockenbaugh, 57 with a try. Joshy Jackson, 56. Lachlan Lewis, 52. Will Hopawade, 52. Adam Elliott, 50. His season is now over in a bit of Barney Rubble and... I mean, if you have a look on social media, geez, it looks like he's pissed off some of the Manly boys. Very interesting thing there. Corey Horsburgh, 46. Kyle Flanagan, 35. Corey Waddell, 33. Joe Topine, 21. A lot of people had him on their bench still from earlier in the season. I was always really high on him, but uh, obviously Trent Barrett, not as high on him. Okay, let's move to the late game. We've got the Parramatta Eels taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. The Parramatta Eels won this one 32-16. to I've got to tell you, this one went exactly sort of how I expected it to. Uh, Parramatta won this one. They weren't overly impressive. They looked confident again. They looked happy again because they're playing an irrelevant team in the North Queensland Cowboys, with all due respect to the Cowboys in this one. But yeah, I, I don't think Parramatta are back. I had a couple of people message me, is that the win they need? Look, I, I don't think so. And I, I know the old saying is, you know, sometimes when you go going poorly, you just need a win. It doesn't matter how it comes. I don't think this team has turned a corner at all. They scored early through Wonga Blake. Will Penasini backed that up with another try. I love the look of this kid, by the way. We tipped him off before he debuted Will Penasini. He is a fucking talent. He's going to be a really good footballer over the next few years. If you're a Parramatta fan, this is a kid that you need to be excited about. I'm huge on him at the moment. Um, and then, you know, in, in the second half, they just sort of blew them away. The Parramatta Eels scoring three tries to two. Not not blew them away, but you just never felt like Parramatta were going to lose this game. Uh, for the Cowboys, obviously... <clears throat> Obviously still missing Jason Taumalolo a lot. I like I like that the Hammers playing fullback. I think you need to get him more involved, but I don't think he is a fullback at the same time. I think that they look a little bit clunky with him there, but this whole team just looks clunky at the moment. They're very hard to watch. Uh, the kid that I that, that I tipped uh, last week to score a try, he scored the first try for the Cowboys, Hylam Lukey. He looks like a really talented guy. God, he's an, he's an awkward sort of body shape. He looks like he's, you know, he's so tall and so lanky. He's probably got a bit more weight to put on realistically. Um, still still quite skinny when you look at the actual size of him. Um, so I think he's going to be a real talent moving forward. And we haven't really seen his upside, which I've seen in Queensland Cup. So keep an eye on him. I think he's going to be a real talent. Jakey Granville scored a try at the back end. He just keeps on keeping on. Good to see Dylan Brown score a try as well. A uh, guy that has copped a heap of shit. I put him in the same 
category as Jerome Luai. Um, I, I, I've always been a huge fan of Dylan Brown. We, we spoke on another podcast yesterday about him, and I, I've always been huge on him, so I really do hope that he can turn this all around. Uh, good, good to see him score a try and be confident. The other guy I want to talk about is Hayes Dunster. I thought he did really well. Almost 200 run meters. He was really strong. Wonga Blake, probably his best game of footy we've seen in a while, too. Another guy that cops a heap of shit, but I think he had 12 tackle breaks and two line breaks as well. Scored the first try, Wonga Blake, so I really good knock by him. Joey Lusick doing a good job filling in at hooker as well, making 50-odd tackles there. Let's have a look at the Supercoach scores from this one. Top scorer for the Paramount Eels, Mitch Moses, 99. Wonga Blake, 96. Sean Lane, 78. Dill Brown, 68. Gutho, 59. Hayes Dunster, 52. Joey Lusick, 51. Nia Corey, 50. Penasini, 49. Junior Paulo, 48. Isaiah Papali'i playing in the front row, a disappointing 45 there. Uh, Nathan Brown, a disappointing 30. 36, Micah Sivo, 25, and Bryce Cartwright, 24. For the North Queensland Cowboys, top scorer there, Dunn, through a great little try assist. He's got some handy little skills there, Mitch Dunn. I think they've got to start to use him a little bit more effectively. Lukey, 59 with the try. Scotty Drinkwater, 54. Cohen Hess, 50. The Hammer, 50. Reuben Cotter, 49. Good to see him return. I love this kid, Reuben Cotter. I think he's got so much ability. I think he has to be the 13 moving forward for them. Ben Condon, 47. Francis Molo, 44, Val Holmes 41, Granville 38, Tommy Dearden 37, Robson 32, Benny Hampton 27. Let's move to Sunday afternoon footy. And these were two really good games. I enjoyed both of these. First one, we had the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the Sydney Roosters. Obviously, the Dragons, they mathematically could still make the eight, but they had to win this game and they had to have a heap of things go their way. Um, and it, the Roosters came out firing. Egan Butcher scored the first try. They had a couple of injuries early, which saw Egan Butcher come onto the uh, under the field. He's got his first NRL try, which is great to see. You all know how highly we rate this kid, and Jeezy played well the other day. He looks so impressive, Egan Butcher. He is seriously a kid to keep an eye on. I I, I love this kid. I'm very, very big on him. Um, you obviously had Takiaho who put Teddy through on this try to find Egan Butcher as well. I thought Takiaho had a really strong start to the game, as did Jared Rhea Hargraves. There was a moment there where Rhea Hargraves he got snapped like a chicken wing. I, I I thought his career might have been over for a second there, and he managed to stand up and just keep playing. And I think even if you're a South Sydney fan and you hate Jared Rhea Hargraves, or you you know you, you you're essentially not a Roosters fan, you don't like this guy. Fuck, you got to respect what he did in that moment. That that was tough, tough stuff from a big man there. Um, that looked terrible. To watch. I I I couldn't watch the replay. That was awful. Uh, but the Roosters they the. They just dominated that first half. Josh Maguire scored off a pretty lucky try at the back end of the first half. So they went in 14-6. And St. George, they just kept themselves relevant enough to be able to make a charge in the back end of this game. They came out. They scored early. Ravalawa, I think it was Zach Lomax, put him away for a great little try there. Matty guys scored. Um, and then the Roosters clicked back into gear, scoring three tries in 10 minutes. Tupu scored a double. So Tupu scored three tries in about 25 minutes, which was the reason why I lost my draft competition this year. But you'll heard me, you'll, you'll hear me have a sook about that later in the week, so stay tuned. Sammy Walker came off the bench, scored a good little try. Drew Hutchinson, 70th minute, a guy that's copped a heap of shit, a guy that probably shouldn't be there realistically, but he's been forced to be there and he's done a damn good job. And a really, re- really good reward for him to score that try, a really good individual try uh, for Drew Hutchinson, who has copped shit left, right, and center, but he has performed well all year. I don't think there's any doubting that. Mixed bag for Takiyaho off the boot, four from eight. Zachy Lomax 
Jacks knocking over three from four. Uh, the Roosters winning this one 40 points to 22. Did get a couple of injuries. Adam Kieran, he had to go off this game with a HIA. You had Nat Butcher, who got injured as well. He was carrying an injury. So a little bit happening here for the Chooks, and they really just can't afford any more injuries. But the, the, the other guy I thought was really impressive was Lachlan Lamb. Uh, obviously started at seven. I thought he was great down that right edge. Uh, almost set up two tries early. Uh, he just played his role. There was another one where Teddy threw a brilliant ball to Dale Copley that uh, he put himself in the right position to do something special there as well. So, And at the end of the game, he had to play out in the centres because they had injuries. Uh, and, and defensively, he did really well. He just held his own. So uh, well done to Lockie Lamb. I think he's really developing as a really solid footballer. I'm liking him more and more that I see of him. But the story of the day was James Tedesco. Uh, he was just unreal. And whilst everyone's sitting around talking about Tom Travojevic constantly and the best fullback and this sort of stuff and Nico Hines and James Tedesco has just been sitting there with a depleted team. I mean, you look at the team that Teddy did his preseason with compared to the team he's got now. It has been a tough season from Teddy. It looks like they're going to finish in the top four, though, and I think it's off the back of him. The game that he played the other day was unbelievable. Just so impressive. Yes, it's against the Dragons. I understand that. But, I mean, Teddy's been doing this stuff for four and five years now. Such an impressive footballer. And he top scored, supercoach-wise, with 182. An incredible knock from Teddy. Daniel Tupu, 112. He was on 18 at half time, So, that was a real stinger. Drew Hutchinson, 109. Isaac Liu, 88. Sammy Walker, 76 off the pine. Egan Butcher, 75, scoring his first try. Takiyaho, 73. Maria Hargraves, 66. Incredible knock from Maria Hargraves. I really, I can't compliment him enough for what he did the other day. Tupanoa, 55. Lockie Lamb, 52. Copley, 52. Joey Manu, 51. Fletcher Baker, 49. Another one that was really impressive, Fletcher Baker. He looks like a real player of the future. Sammy Verrills, 44. Nat Butcher, 28 with an injury. Adam Kieran, 7 with an injury. Dragons, Zach Lomax top scored here, 95. Josh Maguire, Moose playing hooker, scored a try, 68. Ravalawa, 63. Corey Norman, 61. Billy Burns, 60. Tariq Sims, 50. Matty Fiego, 47. Junior Amon, 42. Jaden Sullivan, 42. Jack DeBellin, 40. Jack Bird, 39. Jackson Ford, 31. Matt Dufty, a disappointing 25. And they're all your relevant guys from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Let's move to the last game of the week. And this was an absolute cracker. It wasn't the greatest level of football, but it was a good game to watch. I enjoyed it. It came right down to the wire. We've spoken about Reese Walsh a lot this week, so no need to dive back into that anymore. Uh, look, I thought both teams played pretty well. Obviously, mistakes cost the Warriors quite a bit. There was a couple of moments there that did involve Reese Walsh. He let the ball bounce. Xavier Coates scored. He he missed the kick for touch a little bit later. Just these little things, they they, they do add up. But, I mean, he, he was a guy that wanted to keep them in the contest, you know. I thought that Anthony Milford was unreal for the Broncos, and we're going to touch on him over the next few days. If you're a South Sydney fan, it's got to get you excited. He just looked keen to have the ball in his hands. He was going at the line with the ball in two hand. A little bit of deception back in his game. I, I really like the look of Anthony Milford. It gets me really excited. thought Albert Kelly was great as well. Scored that really crucial try in the 55th minute where... There's only a certain amount of guys that could that that could know to run on that angle going into traffic and just pluck the ball out of the air with one hand. It's just that one one of those just indigenous um, indigenous skill sets that most guys don't have. It's only the really really gifted guys like your Cody Walkers, your Albert Kellys, these sort of guys. Just an incredible moment. Just rugby league poetry in that moment. So well done to Albert Kelly. That was sensational. The other guy I thought was really impressive was Herbie Farnworth. He is a real 
he is just hard to handle. I really like this kid, and I think that if he was at a different club, he's similar to a Mofot Awaker. I think if he was at a Sydney club that was doing well, we'd be talking about Herbie a lot more. He's really, really talented. Uh, this game, there was no try score until about the 20th minute. Then it just exploded with about 40 points being scored between them. The Warriors, most of their points coming from the the right edge. I thought Peter Hicku was unreal. Scored a try himself. Set one up for Dallin Matenis Lesniak. There was also Josh Curran who scored a try on that edge. That's where I would have gone to more, but the Warriors, they just seemingly couldn't get to the right spots they needed to, and I mean, I don't think the Warriors played well at all, to be honest with you. They lost by two points, and if they would have thrown over a goal at some point, they probably do win that game. So, to score five tries when you're not playing well, I thought it was a pretty impressive knock from the Warriors, uh, but it is the NRL. You've got to get the results that you need. The Broncos, they came home with this one. Goal kicking, probably the difference. Really interesting game when you think Warriors got five tries to Brisbane's four, uh, but the Broncos kicked four goals to the Warriors' one. So, it's probably your story of the day there, unfortunately, but that's the way the rugby league goes sometimes. Reese Walsh, he will be better for the run, I have no doubt about it. What Whatsoever. Let's have a look at Supercoach scores here. Anthony Milford top scored for Brisbane, 96. Payne Haas, 85. What a performance from Payne Haas. He was unreal. Herbie Farnworth, 73. Xavier Coates, 65 with two tries. Ethan Bullimore, 54. Tessie New, 52. Tom Flegger, 50. Jordan Rickey, 50. Albert Kelly, 48. Hetherington, 45. Glenn, 39. Oates, 37. Selwyn Cobbo, 31. Uh, no one else overly relevant there. Let's have a look at the Warriors. Peter Hicku top scored here with a 91, a very impressive performance from Hicku. AFB, 81. Reese Walsh, 71. Josh Curran, 70. Aitken, 69. Montoya, 69. Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, 57. Egan, 50. Jermaine Tanua Brown, 45. Bailey Sheeran, 35. Eli Katoa, 35. Jazz Tavega, 29. Off the bench there. Chad Townsend returned for a 27. Really interesting. Obviously, Sean O'Sullivan didn't play this game. They'd won three or four games in a row with him. Um, so really interesting decision. Now, I don't know if he was injured or what the go was. I'm not sure. But uh, I think they'll be having some conversations internally. If that was a decision just to sit uh, Sean O'Sullivan to bring Chad in, I think there will be some conversations there because, I mean, say what you will about Sean, they were winning with him and they weren't far. They, they did enough to win this game. You, you just got to think that he potentially could have been the difference in this one. But the Broncos win this one, which sort of leaves Canterbury as they already were realistically stranded at the bottom of the ladder, locks them in. Uh, They already were locked in for the wooden spoon, obviously, but that gap just gets further from Canterbury, unfortunately. And the Warriors, you'd have to assume that's them done and dusted to make finals. Uh, There's two games left. They're on 18 points. The Cronulla Sharks, the Gold Coast Titans, the Raiders all on 20. So they would all have to lose their games and the Warriors would have to win both of theirs and gather some for and against momentum to be able to jump in. So I think the Warriors' season's probably done and dusted. I did tip them to win last week, and they lost. So I think I've done that every single time with the Warriors over the next eight weeks, which over the last eight weeks, which kills me just quietly. That's the way rugby league goes, though. Guys, thanks for tuning in once again. We have got an interview today uh, where we're going to be doing another dream team that should be dropping later today. That's with Chris Flannery, former Roosters Utility uh, 2002 Premiership winner, Queensland and Kangaroo representative. So really looking forward to getting into that chat with Chris Flannery, a champion guy who's working up there with the Falcons, the obviously obviously the feeder club uh, for the Melbourne Storm. So I'm sure there'll be a couple of good chats there. Stay tuned for that, guys. That'll be dropping this afternoon. Afternoon. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.